The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 19th of March, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and we got a great show. Yes, I was excited about this one. In just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with Tommy Vexed, a.k.a. The Lone Wolf, and uh, let me just say, he is something special, Uh, fantastic artist, and he's not afraid to uh, speak his mind, and yeah, you'll hear the interview coming up. Yes, indeed. In the second hour, I have Idaho Senate candidate Kayla Dunn, also known as the Nubian Patriot. Yes, you'll hear that conversation in the second hour. In the third hour, the Steve Solution, the icon Stephen James and I talk about gas prices and how ridiculous they are. Before I get to any of that, I want to cue one of Tommy's latest singles. This is called Trust the Science with rapper Topher. Be back with the interview with Tommy right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
take Just for you to understand and be fully awake And see that your liberties are what's really at stake After emails leak, proving Fauci is fake 800,000 to the Wuhan labs Another four mil went to studying facts Doc said it himself, ain't no point in the match But a man top facts when I ask Just trust the thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Let's bring back duels to the death. I bet that would simmer down this whole you offended me thing. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. Americans are builders, improving on the old and creating something better. But every brick we lay has a foundation, and that foundation is the freedom to speak out, to be able to dare and to criticize and to think. 
Freedom of speech is the solid ground on which our nation lays, and without it, the structure of America cannot stand. Never forget the First Amendment. Never forget the ground on which we stand. This message brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. Celebrating 20 years in business, GunBroker.com is the world's largest online marketplace to buy and sell firearms, ammunition, and accessories. With over 1 million auctions daily, you can expect to find a limitless number of top brand names on GunBroker.com. Sellers, you can reach nearly 5 million registered users on GunBroker.com. And buyers, you can buy with confidence knowing GunBroker.com respects your privacy and is the only online marketplace offering buyer's protection. Buy or sell your next firearm on GunBroker.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Trust the Science by Tommy Vexed, a.k.a. The Lone Wolf, along with Topher. And it is my pleasure to welcome Tommy Vexed to the show. Tommy, how you doing, brother? I'm great. I am just uh, just touched down in Nashville, Tennessee, after a cross country drive from Los Angeles, and I have, I feel better than I felt in a long time. Oh boy! So you left the depths of California. <laughs> yeah, literally the the, the, the communist lair. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, but for those who are not familiar with you. Uh, why don't you give a little background? Tell listeners a bit about Tommy Vext. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been in the music industry for about a little over twenty years. Uh, I started out when I was a kid, a teenager, playing shows in CBGBs in New York City, which is where I grew up um, in a hardcore band. Got my first record deal when I was eighteen or nineteen. When I was twenty-four, I signed with Roadrunner Records uh, for a band called Divine Heresy that featured Dino from Fear Factory and Tim from Mortal Angel and Joe from Nile, and it was an extreme metal band, and I moved to California. We did that till about 2008, and then, uh, you know, had some controversial differences of opinions with, with my former guitar player, and wound up leaving that band and trying out for uh, a punk rock band called Snot from Santa Barbara, and their singer, Lynn Street, had died in 1998 in a car accident, and so they were one of my favorite punk bands growing up, and I got charged with the task of doing their 10-year anniversary um, reunion tour, which was also like, uh, it was to kind of pay tribute to Lynn Strait's life and, and his art. So I did that. Then, um, 
you know, I, I struggled with drugs and alcohol most of my life. And while I was in Snot, I met Sonny Mayo, uh, who also played in Seven Dust and Snot and Head PE and a bunch of other bands. He helped me get sober. Then I kind of took a break from music. I got a job working in a rehab. Uh, then I got certified as a sober coach in Los Angeles. Started working, uh, helping people get sober. Started another band in about 2016, 15 called Westfield Massacre. Then I got a phone call from Five Finger Death Punch that they, they needed help helping their singer get sober. So I basically dropped everything I was doing. And I went on tour with Five Finger Death Punch to help Ivan um, quit drinking. And ultimately, um, unfortunately at the time, Ivan couldn't stay away from the bottle. He kind of got himself to a point where he, he needed to be hospitalized. And the band did not want to cancel their tour and asked if I would finish singing the remainder of their European festival headlining run, which I said yes, uh, which was terrifying because all of a sudden uh, I got kind of quote-unquote famous. So I sang for Five Finger Death Punch in front of hundreds of thousands of festival goers all across Europe uh, for the rest of that tour, came home, and uh, a side project that I was working on called Dad Wolves uh, with the former drummer of, of uh, Devil Driver, we wound up getting signed to Five Fingers label. And so Bad Wolves got signed and then we put, we put a bunch of our friends in the band and I had recorded a song previously with uh, my buddy Philip Naslin and my producer Joseph McQueen. And it was a cover of, of a Cranberry song called Zombie. So the song wound up, I, I sent the song to the, the label and they all were very excited about it. And the, the owner of the label was the former manager of the Cranberries. Uh, one way, one thing led to another. They got a hold of Dolores and sent her the song. She loved it and then asked if she could sing on it. And then, you know, we, we flew her to London. And unfortunately, the night before she was meant to record the song with us, she passed away in her hotel room. Um, she had actually fallen asleep in the bath and drowned, tragically. So the next day, we had this situation on our hands of what to do if we should shelf the song or release it. And basically, you know, I decided to forfeit all the royalties from the song that I would have gotten paid and started a trust fund for her children. And so we released the song. We shot a music video in tribute to her with Wayne Isham. And then the song wound up being multi-platinum. Um, I mean, it was diamond certified in Europe, you know, gold in Australia, gold in Sweden. It was the number one song on iTunes in like 36 countries. It was the biggest rock song to come out in the past 15 years. Uh, and all of a sudden we were, we blew up. Oh, I, and, uh, I remember that. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a very intense time, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got to present as early as I think it was March or no, I think it was like April, uh, or May of 2018, we got to present Dolores' children with a check for a quarter of a million dollars, which was like the first accumulative first quarter check. Uh, and they continue to receive all the all of the um, finances that I, I would have been entitled to from that song forever um, as my gift back to the family um, for the tragic loss that they had gone through. So it was a big, big, like, spiritual kind of, you know... Um, sad and tragic situation that turned into something that 
we saw the entire global rock community see that we were trying to do something good for this woman's family and they and everyone chipped in and bought the song and supported it and radio got behind it and it was a miracle that is amazing yeah i mean uh yeah you're telling you know obviously i knew before i long before i heard of you of course before uh sean o'donnell th- shout out to her by the way uh, you know, asked me mm-hmm. to talk to you. I, I, I knew of that song. I mean, who didn't? You know, I mean, because your your cover. Mm-hmm. You know, I, re- I remember when the song was popular back when uh, I was my late teens, early twenties. Back then, mm-hmm. by the Cranberries, I remember that clear as day. I'll never forget because uh, the mm-hmm. the video of zo- the original oh, Zombie yeah. Gun. Just kind of, it just kind of creeped me out because I don't like seeing images of dead kids, you know. So yeah, you can at least thank I you. Mean, it, was a, it was a protest anthem, and I think that yeah. you know what she was talking about in the song then is was so relevant to you know what we're going through now. You know, yeah. and even now, you know, in twenty twenty one, you know, I I went I left Adwells and went as a solo artist. I was the first artist in the world to go on tour. Yeah. And, um, you know, people were singing the lyrics in the crowd and they were singing, it's the same old scene, just like COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I love that's that. A, that's a, that's I, what's so, yeah, it's what's so powerful about her, her songwriting and that band, you know, yeah. they, they were incredible and, and that's what makes a timeless song. Yeah. You know, when it, when it matters, when you tell the truth, um, you know, against what people might think you're supposed to say. Um, it has a, a, a resounding effect on on the listener, and that's what music's meant to do. Well, you, you also did something for me personally too, because you know, like I mentioned, you know, after seeing the video for the for the Cranberry Zombie, you know, I I never wanted to see it again, but I still like the song. I just wanted to hear the song without yeah. seeing the video, you know, because I didn't want to yeah, see those yeah. images again. Then, of course, you know, but it kind of kind of put that in the back of my mind, you know, kind of, kind of the, the song is like, yeah, I'm going to remember that part from the song, but then you, you covered it. And it's like, I almost forgot about the, that original video, you know, and just, you put a new image on yeah, it yeah. for me. Well, well, basically that day was a very strange and I'm still very close friends with, with Eva who played the actress who played Dolores in the video. And, um, you know, we, nobody saw her. Like she went into another room to get painted and gold and everything. And when she walked out onto set, it was like, like people, were, people were crying. Yeah. You oh, know, and, he and, did and st- you could feel the weight of the energy in the room. It was almost like Dolores was with us. Yeah. You did such a fantastic job with that video too. I mean, I was so impressed, you know, how you brought back some of the, some of the stuff from the original video. Like you said, the, the uh, gold painting and things like that, you know, and then I also like how you changed it up too. I mean, you said COVID-19 a little bit, but you also, you said, you know, with their drones, you know, because obviously back then in the mid nineties, they didn't really have that kind of technology yet, you know, so you changed it up too. Yeah. Yeah. it it, It was, it was meant to reflect sort of the, you know, the endless war and the things that have been going on and, you know, just as a, you know, at the time in 2018, we had seen so many problems with, you know, the Route 9 shooting, which I lived in Las Vegas when that happened. And I had two friends who survived it, you know, to, you know, just 
Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like a distant memory of compared to what we've been through in the past two years. Um, you know, and I think you know, I think that that's another reason why people still come out and sing the song and sing it on the top of their lungs. You know, um, and so Zombie was like a, a massive breakthrough hit for us, and then um, you know we had we had a. Uh, I think Remember When came out after that, and that went number one, and that was a duet featuring uh, Diamante, who was a former label mate. And then Remember When was another video that Wayne Isham, who also who did Zombie, also directed. Um, and that was about, uh, it was an autobiographical song about uh, my relationship with my twin brother who attempted to murder me while he was high on drugs in 2010. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was very, very I think bad was You know, Tommy, I, I agree with you 100% what you're saying there, too, is, you know, I mean, uh, what's the the internet, meaning, uh, you know, basically international communication that's supposed to bring people together. Then, of course, uh, you know, the social media and all that, you know, uh, more communication, but, uh, you know, and so, but you're, you're a victim yourself now of this uh, cancel culture bullshit and there's no other word for it it's bullshit you know i mean once yeah. once you came out and uh, said you were because the articles out there that uh, you supported president trump you, you basically in the entertainment world you you signed your death warrant so to speak but you didn't you didn't seem to care yeah. well i mean you know look the way that again it's about truth you know what I mean? And, and um, you know, as, as a recovering addict, you know, God has been something that's been present in my life for 13 years. And it's, 
you know, I don't think it's at this point. I think people are starting to realize uh, it's not about Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. I believe that we are currently engaged in good versus evil. And I think that there are people who are constitutionalists and want to have America stay America. And I believe that their political parties in our country have been co-opted by communism and they're trying to destroy the fabric of what our forefathers fought and died for to make this a free nation, you know, and it's, it's on every single level. It's taking God out of schools. It's, you know, uh, teaching critical race theory. And as, as an African American who, you know, I, listen, I was born a crack baby. My mother abandoned me in the hospital and I was adopted. Okay. My twin brother and I were drug babies. And I still managed to be at the head of all my classes when I was in school. I still managed to make a life for myself, even though I had to get sober. You know, I still made a career. And then I, I'm in the top, it's in, le, in the top less 1% of artists who actually make it and sell a platinum record on the planet. So you can't tell me that because I'm black that I can't make it in this world. It's a lie. Right. And I'm black and I'm making music that predominantly is consumed by white people who don't have any problem with the color of my skin and they only care about the music. So when you say when when the, the leftists try to say that everyone is intrinsically racist, that has not been my experience. And so I can't allow that. You know, I can't allow the media and politicians to shame white people for being white because that's because you're born the way that you're born. You know, and in addition, there's absolutely no race in God's kingdom. Absolutely. You know, and our bodies are a shell right now. So I want, I, want to, I want to ask you something, Tommy. Say, say mm-hmm. you and I standing together, minding our own business, you know, and someone from the far left approaches me, calls me a racist, and t- tells me to take my so-called chains off of you and tell and tells you to quit being an uncle Tom, what would be your response? I mean, I just laugh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it is, listen, I'm six, one and 265 pounds. I'm an amateur bodybuilder. You know, I grew up fighting. I grew up boxing. I am an alpha male you know, not self-proclaimed. This is just how it is. So no, no self-responsible, self-dignified man engages in this kind of nonsense. You know, this is the behavior of betas. It's the behavior of people who are physically weak and feeble. That's why there's been an attack on masculinity in the country. They want to shame people for being masculine. Um, you know, and, it, and unfortunately, these are the laws of nature. There has to be a feminine and there has to be a masculine. And what we have is toxic femininity, which is, you know, the creator of drama. Um, you know, toxic men, are, toxic masculinity are beta males. They're men who hate women. They're men who secretly hate other men. They're men who complain about things and never do anything about it. Uh, you know, and so when they find an, a reason or excuse to try to make themselves more powerful morally, by shaming other people on, on ideologies that are not based in reality or fact, I just look at it as pathetic and I have to pray for these people, you know, cause it's like even, even 
a lot of these people, like these Antifa kids and all that stuff, even if they got a beating, they're too stupid to learn from it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you can only, you know, you can only beat up a, you can only, it's, it's like beating a dead horse. <laughs> it's an inanimate, you know? And so it's like you just have to pray that these people eventually come to a place where they stop hating themselves. You know, cancel culture is a form of civil crucifixion. It's everybody who, who uh, it's the opposite of Christ's teaching, right? He who is without sin casts the first stone. It's all these sinners casting their stones at other people. Yes. They want to see people who are successful taken down because, you know, people like me who I, I stay around. I, I was told when I got sober, stick with the winners because I was a, a, I was a drug abusing, vic, self-victimizing junkie. And it was everybody's fault but mine. And I did not become the master of my own life till I learned the rules of taking responsibility for myself at any cost. And my life changed ra- rapidly and radically. You know, I'm, I'll be the first man, and I'll be the first person in my entire family to become a millionaire in a, in a family of poverty where no one's gone to college. And it ain't you that. Know? And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I could buy my mother a house. That's really you know? something, too. I mean, and... Yeah, I mean, I've had arguments too. You know, I've even had a debate on the show with the with the spoke person, spokesperson of a of a political party out of South Africa called Black First Land First, and I basically verbally whooped him. I mentally whooped him. What's that? No, I was just saying. I was just confirming. <laughs> and uh, but here's something else that. I, I almost wish this was a joke, I, I'm telling you, but unfortunately it's not a joke, but you can still laugh anyway. He told me that, hey, you, you, Billy, you're a nice guy, but given the fact that you are white, you are racism is in your DNA. It's not a choice for you. You are just naturally a racist. Yeah, but this is how they excuse losing. Yeah. Um, when they, this is, they, they can't process their whole entire ideology is built on falsehoods, right? And that's how it's good versus evil, right? The, the devil is the father of all lies. And so deceit is in their heart, you know? And so in order for them to continue on this charade of nonsense, they have to keep up with this, um, with this lie. Tommy, what you have proven to me in this conversation is something I already knew before we started talking was that you have a brain in your head that works. You've learned and you're telling me from your this conversation alone that you have learned from your past experiences and you have you have become something. Of course, look at the success you, you did with Zombie and Bad Wolves. Look at that success. That, I mean, that's not something that comes easily, let alone you've conquered your demons with drugs and alcohol. I mean, how how is that not to be admired alone right there? You know, I mean, I don't take credit for that stuff. But I, I think that that's all, you know, the, the glory is to God. You know, that's how I, that's kind of, you know, I, I, the ego is a slippery slope and it takes a lot of people. And there's been times of my life and in my success where I was disconnected from my spiritual practice because I put work first and it makes me very unhappy. And, it, and it, it, it's not, 
you know, in the music industry, they kind of work you like a slave almost until, you know, you, you actually fall in line with thinking that all this stuff is the most important thing. Uh, and to me, you know, the most important conversations I have, have had in my career are like when a dad brings his daughter, I had, I had this father and daughter break into the backstage area and she was 14 years old and, and we were in Massachusetts and, you know, he, they were like, I, he was like, I need to talk to you. Like my, I just took my daughter out of the hospital and she tried to commit suicide and you're her favorite artist. And I sat with him for 45 minutes and I just talked to her. And, you know, her dad was this big, tough, tattooed guy. And, you know, and he was, they, every, we were all crying and we all hugged, you know. And that's where the real, you know, it's not about me. And a lot of these musicians, like my former band members, like they, everything is about trying to make them more important than they actually are. And God puts us in positions and platforms to be of service to other people. And that's why some of us are chosen to carry a message of depth and weight. And unfortunately in the industry, you know, they, they're, they want to control everything. You know, there are, there are a small number of people at the top who, you know, they don't have a God. They don't believe in God. They don't, you know, and they're so wealthy and so far removed from humanity that they don't understand the value of telling the truth anymore. You know, these are no longer, you know, uh, the, the greatest generation, right? These are the sons and daughters of men who became self-made millionaires and billionaires who worked hard, who knew what it was like to be on the factory line before they became the owners of the factories. They were born into, uh, you know, into wealth. So they have no experience. They, they have a, a, a skewed vision of the human experience looking down from their ivory towers. And that's the problem. That's why it's crumbling because they have no humanity inside of them. And they're trying to live in a business, you know, where, uh, you know, humanity needs music. Music is supposed to calm the savage beast. Music is supposed to be like, imagine if during the Vietnam war, the record labels did not let the musicians talk about the war. Oh man. Simon and Garfunkel wouldn't exist. Bob Dylan wouldn't exist. The Beatles would not exist. And don't forget Neil Young. (laughs) Oh yeah. Who who totally flips. It's been wild to watch Neil Young flip, flip channels, you know, or, or Dee Snyder, right? Like Dee Snyder fought against, you know, against censorship and, and all the Democrats who wanted to put, parental advisory stickers and he came brilliantly and represented the music industry and, and and was so eloquent and intelligent in court it changed the course of history and then for him to go and push the establishment it shows you how brainwashed people have become oh i know i know you know, you know and this is what happens to, to people when they follow blind leaders I was saying this a long time ago because this is uh, what uh, what my parents had, had told me is like you know obviously growing up um, as a kid if if I if I uh, slipped up if I, I got a whooping you know and mm-hmm. and it's and I'm not I'm now for those listening there's a there's a there is a line between discipline and abuse there's nothing wrong 
with spanking your kids when they need it, and I and I encourage it. Be, but you don't need obviously yeah. you don't need to abuse your kids. But uh, sure, you know, sure. it's, it's a difference. yeah. But what everything everyone calls everything abuse now. Yeah, that's it was like in the mid right around the mid nineties when they said, well, parents need to stop whooping their kids. It's, it's um, my uncle was like, okay, it's starting. And uh, I'm like, what's starting? Mm-hmm. And and he said, the beginning of corruption, the beginning of the end. It's starting now. It's going to be a slow process, but watch what happens from here. Here we are 30 years later. I am a foster parent of a kid. I was told that uh, I am, you know, I'm the state basically gave that kid a license to do whatever he wants. He, I'm not I'm mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to spank him. I'm not allowed to stand him in the corner when he's act acting up. It's basically I gotta I I gotta let him do whatever he wants. It doesn't make sense. Because that what they're doing is is they're by corrupting the youth and giving them no consequences, it, it, they become easily indoctrinated into chaos. And the way that the New World Order and these, these um, government institutions and super PACs of corporations that are colluding together, their plan is to create order through chaos. You know, you see it right now, you know, and I'll say some controversial shit. Yeah. Everything that you see on TV about Ukraine is a lie. It's completely false and fake. And I, I am very well educated in the fall of the Soviet Union. I have extensively researched the Orange Revolution and the Color Revolution. I know about, the, you know, there are certain political people, you can't say their names, but he who will not be named was very involved, uh, a very wealthy billionaire was involved in, the, in the, the election fraud in the 2004 Ukrainian elections that was also involved in the U.S. 2020 elections. Oh, was it? In, 2014, in 2014, the Ukrainian government after after an election, fired military weapons on four thousand five hundred kids who were protesting the election, and shot and killed many of them. But it was never reported. There, Ukraine is not a democracy. Anyone who says that is selling you bullshit. And the Ukrainian government is literally an inserted government that is inserted by our country and NATO. And anyone else who says otherwise is ignorant or lying with an agenda. It is a fact. The other fact of the matter is 20 days ago, when this, when all this stuff started, I was like, I'm going to reserve judgment on Putin and whatever's going on, because I happen to know that there are over 11 biochemical laboratories that the U.S. and NATO own that are stationed in Ukraine, three of which are on the Russian border. Now, if in a post-COVID world, I, I don't care what leader of what country you are, you definitely do not want foreign governments to have biochemical warfare laboratories where they're doing gain-of-function research, the exact same kind of gain-of-function research they were doing in Wuhan, on your border. That's number one. So if Putin wants to demilitarize, quote-unquote demilitarize Ukraine, which means to destabilize laboratories that are creating biochemical weapons, I don't see, I, I don't see that as an issue. And I don't see that as a means for us to get involved. The only reason they want us to get involved 
is because they're, they're our, you know, they're Fauci's little laboratories and there's a vested interest and Hunter Biden and Burisma are attached to those laboratories and they, they fund some of them. Yeah. So people don't know about this. In addition, when I, when I said this, it started to leak out everywhere. Like there are many people who know about this. So it started going on the internet. The mainstream media, the government, the Pentagon, everyone was like, it's Russian disinformation. Okay, cool. What happened four days ago? Four days ago, the Department of Defense had a press conference saying that Putin has now gained control of U.S. biochemical laboratories in Ukraine. So for 12 days, they told the American people it was Russian disinformation. People yelled at me. They fought with me. And then I was like, here you go. And it's in two years of me telling people the truth about everything that goes on, even though it's cost me my career, my livelihood, my reputation, my, my, you know, my, my, um, my reputation with the press, uh, my record deal, my social status. I'm not doing this because it helps me. It hurts me. And so people, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, this guy's always right. How is he always right? Yes. And it's because I know where I, I have contacts and I know where to go to get information and I know where to go to verify information. And in a world full of lies, it's every person's responsibility to seek the truth because the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. There we go. Um, just going to move this right along because we got to wrap it up soon, and I certainly don't mean to sure. cut you off. To, no, you're saying some interesting no, stuff right. there. Uh, real quick, though, going I back. Want people to look, I want people to look this stuff up. Absolutely. I just uh, I just have to ask something, though. You, you mentioned a, a billionaire who you're leaving nameless, but uh, does – I, I just have to ask, because I, I hear the nursery rhyme of Georgie Porgy ringing in my head. Am I on the right track? Yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just to, to wrap this up a little bit, one thing I've got to ask, because this is one of my favorite questions. Um, now, this doesn't matter if you booked some, uh, some uh, dirty dive bar, some shithole hole in the wall, out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that uh, holds maximum capacity of uh, 25 people, if you're lucky, or say you booked out Madison Square Garden. What is the craziest thing you think you've witnessed while performing on stage? You probably have a um, lot of stories. The craziest, <laughs> the, cra the craziest thing? Yeah, I mean, like, the most... Well, I, they, I had, like, I've had some moments, like... You know, and because I've almost been murdered and because I'm an attempted suicide survivor, I've had some pretty emotional moments on stage. But one that stands out to me is I was playing and we played at noon with Bad Wolves at, um, oh, what's the festival called? It's in Belgium. We did this big festival in Belgium. Um, and we played with Slipknot and Disturbed was there. And, um, you know, it was just Lamb of God. It was massive. And we wanted to go, we were on really early for whatever reason. And, you know, we had record attendance that morning. You know, it was, like, it was packed. It was like over 100,000 people to see us. And um, we played Zombie and we got done playing. And, like, the energy in the whole place 
Like I, you know, I went to say, you know, I was like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that woman, thank you so much. And I just broke down crying. And like, I looked up, I looked to stage right and I saw my friend Joey who had died um, of a drug overdose uh, two years prior. And it was so random because the night before we played in Paris and Joey's sister and her husband happened to be, they work in fashion. And so they were at fashion week. So they came to the show in Paris and we saw them and then we didn't really have time to hang out because we had to get to Belgium. And um, I saw him and I started hysterical crying and I was still on stage. Like I had like lost this time and I was on the jumbotron crying and the audience started crying and screaming. And it was the most surreal experience I'd ever had. And it was just like, I, I don't know how to explain it. And I walked off stage and Randy from Lamb of God and Sid from Slipknot came and they hugged me and they're like, bro, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, man. And Chris from Bad Wolves came up to me and he was crying. And he, I was like, bro, and I'm like, are you okay? He's like, dude, He's like, I saw my dad on the stage and his dad died of cancer. That's amazing. And so, yeah. And so like, I've had too many spiritual experiences to, you know, explain away, you know, or any of this stuff as being, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, and so, you know, yeah, so there's no, there's, you know, these are the things that happen where you're like, we're really here, you know, we're, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Wow. Like I said, you know, when I asked that question, I, mean, I got to say, this is the first time uh, the answer to that question wasn't comical. Usually it's it's something comical, but that's that's something else, and that that's amazing. Wow. But, uh, yeah, miracles are real. Yes. But uh, I hate to say it, we got to wrap this up. That's all the questions I have for yeah. you. Uh, gonna hit a music set coming up here soon, but before I get to that, Tommy, I want you to please tell the listeners where they can find you. You know where um, you got a website, social media, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, we, yeah, we got all the things. We're on. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Tommy uh, at Free Tommy Vex, one word, and then I'm on Facebook at Tommy Is Vex. And then my website is TommyBexOfficial.com. And we have a Spotify uh, under The Lone Wolf, iTunes, The Lone Wolf. Um, that's, the new, that's the new band name. Uh, so on all streaming platforms, you can find me at The Lone Wolf. The first song, Trust the Science, has just come out. We uh, happily landed at Billboard at number five of most downloaded, um, most downloaded songs in the past two weeks since we've been out. Very exciting stuff. And, um, yeah, we're going to be dropping an album called Grand Theft Audio. Nice. In July. <laughs> all yeah, right. It's all, it's all happening. Well, Tommy. So, and then we'll, we're, we're going to be hitting the road this summer with Adelita's Way on a co-headlining tour across the U.S. as well. So. All right. Hey. Yep. And let the little cancel culture minions, they can go to hell, do whatever they want. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they don't pay for concert tickets anyway. They're too scared to come out of their houses. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tommy, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. and um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to keep a hold on to your number because um, I'm, I think sometime in the new, near future, I'm going to watch it back. You know, there's only so much we can discuss in all, up to a half hour, 45 minutes. But every everything, cool. uh, everything, you know, it's, you, you know, normally I don't discuss this stuff with artists, but uh, wow, you've just been so informative and insightful, you know, and it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Well, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, and thank you for, uh, you know, being open to having open conversations. Absolutely. Uh, hey, God bless you. Take care. God bless. Take care. All right. Bye. And there you have the interview with Tommy Vext, a.k.a. The Long Wolf. That interview was a lot of fun, and I uh, look forward to talking to him again sometime. Yes, indeed. So it's time to go to the first music set. Coming up, uh, got uh, Bad Wolves, yes, uh, Tommy's uh, former band. Got a couple of songs by them. Another uh, one of Tommy's songs, a cover of a song that I really like. Also have uh, Gina Serrano and Soul Block in the mix. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Silence 
have to be very careful with fire and shit. I come in here, I check out all the fire exits, because I am not burning up again for nobody. But what if people climb the doorways and you can't get out? I'll eat through somebody's asshole to get out. I'll be outside laughing with the firemen and shit. <laughs> Damnest thing we ever did see. 20 people in there with the assholes eating out. You know anything about it, mister? <laughs> nope. said we were through that I didn't need you but the drinks have been flowing telling me that all ain't true yeah I know I Three words that I shouldn't say But I promise to leave By morning light And I promise to let you go So you can move on with your life Yeah, I know I
Wait! 
as you know it yeah. doesn't exist What's not done is simply just missed The bell has rung, you're dismissed Time's up No matter what Journey of life, I took the back roads Shortcuts to this crown, I hold But let me tell you something about these shortcuts, yo A lot of dark roads and potholes to hold But yo, now that I reach my destination, success I see the back roads was worth taking Through the bitter nights and charges I was facing Make my peace of my pine more sweet, now I'm tasting Fruits of my labor through AI, I take layers Touchdown on beach compounds, look at me now Look how we lounge, my whole clique, we rich Mango skin chicks that lick uh, rainbow shit on my wrist Chris popped on the regular Man, I'm telling you Your boy rised up Yup, from the ground Now I stand tall as any building in your town When that tear finally dries up Look back at your mistakes and wise up Always be ready, competition size up Keep your faith and your head eyes up Rise up No matter what you're going
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train what news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un- 
uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with MyPillow. Mike Lindell supports America, and we support Mike, but sadly, him and his company have been victimized by this cancel culture. But that's not going to stop Mike from making sure you get the best sleep possible, and now is the time to take advantage of those savings. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the MyPillow banner, and start your online shopping. Be sure to use the promo code OUTLAW and get up to 66% off your purchase. And if you act right now, you can get our standard MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98. These pillows are made right here in the USA and are washable. So again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section. Click on the MyPillow banner and start your online shopping. But remember to use that promo code OUTLAW to take advantage of those savings. Or you can place your order by calling 1-800-652-3982. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray product. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit. Fuck shit. Shit. Fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. 
Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Bad Wolves with Diamante and Hear Me Now. Before that, Soul Block with Rise Up. Before that, Tommy Vexed, a.k.a. The Lone Wolf with Heart Shaped Box, cover of a Nirvana classic, yes indeed. Before that, Gina Serrano with Fallen Apart. And starting off the whole set, the Bad Wolves with their cover of the Cranberries classic, Zombie. All right. So in just a little bit, you're going to hear the conversation that I had with Idaho Senate candidate Kayla Dunn. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is, <laughs> wow, another Florida man. Thomas Eugene Kalkui, I think that's how it's pronounced. He called the cops and asked them to test out his meth. Yeah, he, so, <laughs> test his meth after complaining he had been sold bath salts, so... You want to make sure it's not it's one illegal substance so it's not another illegal substance. You fucking moron. All right. Let's move on. It is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Kayla Dunn. Let's do this. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, it is my pleasure to welcome Kayla Dunn right here from the beautiful state of Idaho, or as I noticed on her Facebook, uh, the Nubian Patriot. I like that. <laughs> Kayla, how you doing? I'm super fantastic. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, uh, to get started, first and foremost, uh, you recent I don't know how long ago you started it, but nonetheless, you are running for Senate here in Idaho. Yes, sir. Yeah, I um, officially registered approximately two weeks ago. Um, officially um, launched my campaign video, I think probably like four or five days ago. Um, so, you know, I, I jumped in a little late, but I've been on the ground for for a while here or ever since I landed in Idaho. So um, I'm no stranger to this conservative movement. Yes, yes. You're originally from the Vegas area, correct? Yeah, we moved from Nevada. So we lived in a little patriotic town right outside of Las Vegas. I did live in Vegas at one point, but we started making our way out of the big city and moved into a little town. Um, it's the home of the Hoover Dam. And I just loved it, a very small, small patriotic town. And then we moved to Idaho about two summers ago. Gotcha, gotcha. So you were you were near uh, Laughlin then? 
No, no, actually, you know, it's still very close to Vegas. It's only about 15, I would say about 25 minutes or still 30 minutes away from Vegas proper. Um, but we were close to Arizona. So the Hoover Dam, like, there's, there's, it's, it's really cool because one portion of the Hoover Dam is in Nevada and the other portion is in Arizona. And yes. so we, like, literally lived probably about 15 minutes from the Arizona border. Yeah, see, I lived in Vegas for five years myself. And uh, mm -hmm. not not once while I lived there did I ever go to Lake Mead or the Hoover Dam. I you know. Oh man. I you missed out. You missed out because I know that whenever whenever I told someone that I lived in Boulder City, that's the city, everyone would say, "Oh my gosh, I love Boulder City. Really quaint, historic town. It was built in the 1930s during the Great Depression. They they were bringing people over to work on the Hoover Dam. So a lot of you know history, a lot of old homes." A lot of patriots there, um, you know, restricted growth. And so it's a town that really takes care of its own. I, I, I really loved my community. I really did. Yes, yes. I mean, of course, uh, you're not the only patriot who's running for office here in the great state of Idaho, originally from that area, too. I know uh, the Bundy Ranch is down that way as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know they have the, you know, the famous, um, you know, Bunkerville standoff um, in Nevada as well. Yeah. Yes, um, Ammon knows that area really well. I mean, me being there for five mm -hmm. years, like I say, you know, I never got a chance to go to Lake Mead or Hoover Dam or anything like that. But then again, you know, I'm only an eight-hour drive from Vegas where I'm currently at now. It doesn't mean I don't occasionally return. Just, uh, I just don't <laughs> know where their COVID restrictions are lying right now and... I'd well, I'll, I'll tell you where they're lying. The governor wants to be reelected. So, of course, they lift all of the restrictions. No more masks. Everyone can go to school with no mask on. It's a party because that's what the liberal governors do. Whenever it's close to election time, they start changing their tune to include our governor announcing that he is going to finally end the emergency order. So that's what they do. So if you want to go, this is the time to go. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course, it's no surprise that Brad Little's going to say this right around election time. I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean especially yeah. especially since uh, that idiot in chief came to Boise, and uh, I know he got a nice warm welcome when when uh, his plane landed. But what surprised me even more is how how much more he was hated in Sacramento the very next day. That really surprised yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the people that I've met here are predominantly Northern um, Californians. I have met some Southern Californians, but predominantly Northern Californians. Californians. And, and so what was happening in California is the same thing that happens in New York, right? You have the populace in New York City speaking for the entire state, but upstate New York is very conservative. Well, a lot of um, uh, Northern Californians were very conservative, right? Whereas in Southern California, they were not, but they were controlling the vote. And so you have a lot of them that are here. And so that is probably why they didn't, you didn't get a warm welcome down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and Sacramento has been predominantly uh, liberal itself too, but uh, you know, even a lot of the California liberals, as much as it may not show, were are sick and tired of the way that uh, yeah, um, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, crack scene waterhead, you know, just a name. <laughs> Is that her nickname now? <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I came up with. 
I probably shouldn't yeah. even say what I said. What I say about Eric Swalwell, but uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, well, this is outlaw radio. <laughs> I was I, I, I was it's uncensored. <laughs> uh, Eric's Eric Smallballs. <laughs> but, oh my god. It about it about fits him. So I mean, and he look he looks like a pansy pansy little weasel anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we really need we really need some manly men in office, not those people that are in office that are wearing the skirts right now. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of those guys in Biden's cabinet right now where you just you know they identify as being whatever they want depending on the day, and you know it's pretty sad. It's a bad look for America. Like we're, we're losing our strength. And our rep- I mean, no one's even answering our phone calls anymore. They're laughing at us, and it's pretty, it's pretty sad for America right now. Now, one thing I do want to touch on is you have spoken pretty openly of being against uh, critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. let me ask you, you, as, as an African-American, as they say, why is it that you find critical race theory offensive? Well, it's demeaning. It's demeaning to black people. It's the it's it's demeaning to to all people, but especially black people, because what they're suggesting is that we're inferior. And 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 another thing is they think that we can't speak for ourselves. And so anyone that subscribes, I don't care whether you're white, black, brown, or blue, if you support critical race theory, then you're su- supporting the demeaning of black people. Um, because one of the things that they suggest is when you talk about math, right? Um, we don't have the ability to, we don't have the ability to, to think critically that, you know, we're, we're, we're inept when it comes to mathematics. There, there are all of these biases, right? That's, um, that's, that's, um, deeply ingrained in critical race theory. And it's just not true. It is absolutely not true. So I, I can't accept that. I can't accept that because of the color of my skin that I am less than. It's just not true at all. Um, but I do accept that if you're lazy, doesn't matter what your skin color is, and if you're not willing to work hard, you're not going to make it in this life. You're not going to make it here. So, um, you know, as an African-American woman, whatever you want to say as far as being politically correct, black woman, African-American woman, or what they say now, POC, a person of color, um, it's something that deeply offends me, um, so much so that when we moved here, I was homeschooling my children and when I discovered that there was social justice curriculum throughout some of the Idaho schools, I told my children that they were not going to go back into the public school sector Good. whatsoever because um, I couldn't allow that. You know, I have raised my girls to work hard. Um, if you want it, you go out and you earn a living to purchase it. And you're not going to sit around and have a pity party. Um, but you can do great things if you work hard. And so that is the American dream. And that's what I've worked to attain and, and that's what I, I promote in my own household. So let's take about four minutes. Um, yeah. I want you to please uh, hear this uh, clip from, of course, uh, one of my mentors, uh, the great Mr. John B. Wells. He actually recently had this on his show the other day. Now, like I said, this is about four minutes long, but uh, I'm just, what I want is your response to this. Uh, when, when it's done. So without any further ado. Yeah. This is how low the left will go. Now we know that their, their uh, capacity for going low effectively knows no bounds until they get all the way to hell. But they're not there yet. 
Well, maybe we can give them a little shove. If we can't cure them of their ridiculous, warped way of thinking, well, we'll give them a little shove. Elementary school children segregated by hair color, harassed, and forced to view graphic content of murdered black children to teach them about racism. Wonder if they have any video of that little six-year-old kid who was on his bicycle when this black guy walked out from the house next door and shot him in the head, just murdered him, cold blood, right in the street. Oh, yeah. While all the time we hear nothing about that character, we hear all about that most valuable individual, George Floyd. The left and the media that supports the left, may I just state categorically, just so I'll know that I stated it publicly here, they make me sick. They really do. I think they are an abomination, a scourge on the face of the earth. I think they should be driven into destitution for 20 years. After that, they can call and maybe we'll let them come out of their hovel. <laughs> Amber Crawford wrote this for 100% fed up. She is, and we are too. At an elementary school in San Antonio, Texas, what was supposed to be a lesson on racism turned into a traumatic experience for the children. Leon Springs Elementary School decided to teach its students about racism and civil rights, but ended up doing so in a completely inappropriate and horrifying way that has angered many parents. The elementary school decided that it would conduct an experiment to demonstrate racism to its students. First, the students were separated by the color of their hair, with one of the groups receiving preferential treatment. Quote, the dark-haired kids, the brown and black-haired kids, were treated as the privileged ones, and the blonde-haired and red-haired kids were the ones treated not so nicely, said Brandy Lininger, the mother of a 10-year-old girl who was subjected to the experiment. Ten years old, that's fifth grade, and they're doing this to these kids. Get a load of this. Lininger reported that the teachers told the dark-haired students that they were more privileged and told the fair-haired students that they were not as intelligent as the dark-haired kids. The group with fair hair was also given a game with missing pieces, so they were unable to play the game. Well, after attempting to play the useless game, the fair-haired children were forced to clean up after the other group. Students began to cry during the experiment and reported psychological abuse to their parents. Brandy Lininger and her husband Mike said that their daughter was confused and hurt by the experiment. But it gets worse. These fifth graders at the school also had to watch a documentary called Four Little Girls, which is about the 1963 bombing, 1963 bombing of a church in Alabama. The documentary showed graphic autopsy photographs of the bodies of dead children, although the so-called teacher claimed to have fast-forwarded the more graphic parts. The Lindinger's daughter said she and her classmates still saw the disturbing images. Quote, the things that she said that she skipped over, my daughter was able to describe to us to a T, said Mike Lininger. So that night, our daughter was unable to go to sleep in her own room. She was scared. Another major issue parents have with this incident is that parents were not informed that this social experiment would be taking place. Although the school sends out newsletters about all other school activities and events, it seems that this one was kept private from the parents. In a statement given to News 4, San Antonio, Northside Independent School District said, quote, The activity and video in question were part of a larger fifth grade project-based lesson of, of, around inequity of segregation. Inequity. I wonder if they even know what that means. I doubt it. While the campus did receive positive feedback from several parents, district and campus administration recognize the parents' concerns and agree that the activity and video are not age-appropriate and will not be used again. Well, that's not enough. The principal needs to be fired. The teachers, every teacher involved, even a teacher sitting around who did not object to this nonsense, need to be fired. They do not need to be allowed around children ever again because they've already screwed up once. If you put them around kids again, 
they are more than likely to screw up again, and this time it'll be worse because they have their they have their wokeism flag that they've just got to fly. Fire those people if you have any integrity at all. Fire them and get them out. 1963. Gee, is that all? What a bunch of pathetic losers. They should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. All right. <laughs> Your response. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, that makes me sick to my stomach. You know, one thing that I said during one of many of my speeches speaking out against critical race theory and the dangers of the critical race theory is that it's taking us back to Jim Crow. That's exactly what this is doing. Is seeking to segregate us again. And the problem with this is um, these children, they're being experimented on. They are... It's disgusting. What? It's, it's, it's more than disgusting. It's criminal. Okay. It is criminal. It is child abuse. It is child abuse. And unfortunately, it is happening. Now, there are some states that are better than others, but there are some states where this is happening day in and day out in these schools. And the parents can't get away from it because the parents don't have the control that some parents have in some of these more conservative states. And as an African-American woman, I am deeply offended by that. I can't even imagine my child being in that class. In fact, if my children were in that class, they would speak up and they would say something because it is that disgusting. Each, listen, we all understand that America has had its problems, but we also understand that America is an amazing place to, to live, which is why people swim, they die, they catch boats, they will do anything to come to great America. We're not coming to a systemic race system of America. That's not why they're coming here. But these, you know, they, they, they want white people who are not black to suffer for the sins of someone else. And I think that's just ridiculous because what we're not talking about are all of the slaves who sold other black people, you know, to some of these whites. Should I suffer for their sins? Should I suffer for some of those people that sold other blacks for the sake of a buck? No, I don't think so. It's time that we move on as a country and that we understand that what they're trying to do is bring us back into Jim Crow. We have to reject this and we have to fight against this because the civil rights and social justice that they're talking about right now, that's not the same civil rights and social justice of MLK day. This is something totally different. This is a communist takeover. Yes. That's what this is. And it's being masked and, well, under the guise of social justice. It's a lie. You know, if we want, this is my suggestion, Kayla, the, the slave trade is still alive and well today. It's just, and sure. it's, it's still happening. Blacks mm -hmm. from uh, Africa, yeah. from Uganda, South Sudan, yeah. the Sudan, and a few other Northern African countries are being trapped and sold in in uh, the Middle East, in like uh, I I don't I yeah. think Syria is one of the countries, you know. The, I mean, they're being sold absolutely in the Middle East and enslaved. Mm -hmm. But is it okay because the masters are another person of a darker shade of color? No, it's not. In in fact, well, we know this is not about skin color. We know this is not yeah. about if America is racist or not. We just know that this is from the communist playbook, right? This is from the communist manifesto. That's what we know. People who, people who are awake, not woke, but people who are awake understand what's happening. 
unfortunately, the masses, the, the idiots, um, the people who are easily persuaded, manipulated, the people who are suffering from guilt from I don't know where, they're the ones that are buying this crap. And then you have people like me who are speaking out saying, listen, this is just not true. And so that's what we need. We need more awareness and we need more people, especially black people, to step up and say, we're not going to accept this narrative because it's offensive to my people, my people who have worked hard, my people who have become, you know, great people, great black Americans who have contributed to, you know, this great nation. And that's just, it's so pathetic that, that anybody would stand behind this, especially people of color. You know, and about the same time that uh, 1963 incident happened, and it was a horrible incident, you know, and and uh, that that leaves a scar on that family, and my heart goes out to them to have to endure that. But my heart also goes out to the families of the black people in South Africa that were killed by Nelson Mandela's bombs and why he was sent to yeah. Robben Island in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, slavery is happening everywhere. Trafficking is happening in our own country. Um, and so, I mean, we, we can talk about that all day long. But the reality is just looking at America and America, America only, we have come so far as a nation. Let's just talk about black people and all the opportunities that we have. We have an opportunity to go to college and, and, and earn a higher ed degree. In fact, there's something called affirmative action. So if you ask me, there's something called black privilege because... <laughs> I can get selected simply based off of my skin color, like, you know, hashtag, you know, the confirmation of the quote-unquote new justice or the possible new justice, right? We have our, our, I don't even want to call him president, right? This guy, Biden in office, you know, simply selecting someone based off of their skin color. So there's something called black privilege. I mean, there are, there are black scholarships. Listen, friend, I've never heard of a white scholarship. Never heard of it. You have Hispanic scholarships and you have black African-American scholarships. You, don't, you do not have white scholarships. So we have equal opportunities if only we would just take it and grab it. But again, we have to go back to what's taking place right now. This is segregation. This is separation. This, go back, this goes back to LBJ when he said, I'm going to have these niggas voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Yeah, I said it. You can't. You don't have to repeat it. But that's just the fact. That's what they want. They want our vote. They want us up in arms like, like all of the blacks were during the, 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 the George Floyd riots, right? Right before an election, you get them passionate about something, you get them out in the streets, and then all of a sudden you forget about them. And then he gets in office, and then he reduces funding for historical black colleges when funding was at an all-time high when Trump was in office. So we have to stop giving into this narrative. This, they're the true racists. They are the true racists in the story. But we have the left controlling the media, and we have the left controlling the narrative. And so that is why they're getting away with this. So we just to hold the line and speak out against this nonsense. And I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to stand for it, not me and my family. And I know that it starts with me, and that's all I can do right now is bring awareness. Kayla, I want to ask you the same question that I asked my previous guest, Tommy Vex, of course, uh, him coming from the entertainment industry and being a Trump supporter. I mean, as you know, I mean, that's going to that's gonna, uh, eat away at his fame, and they can't throw the racist card at him because 
he's black. But, um, you know, there have been incidents like what I'm about to ask you going, going on in a few places, but they're not, they're not happening quite as often, but still they're happening a little bit. So yeah. let, so let's mm-hmm. say you and I are hanging out, minding our own business, having a conversation, you know, drinking coffee, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's obvious that uh, you and I are, are conservatives and some woke leftist has to approach us, tells me to take my chains off of you and tells you to stop being an Uncle Tom. How do you react? (laughs) Well, you know what I would tell them? I would tell them to stay in their place and to acknowledge their privilege. That's what I would tell them. I would tell them that they're out of line and they should shut up and sit down and take a step back. That's what I would tell them. I would use their language against them because they have no, no, no right even approaching me, let alone you, to say anything about anything. And so that's what I would say. I would probably be obviously shocked, and I would step up and say something. You know, I, I encountered some, some, some woke people here in Idaho at the Capitol, and they were protesting something that was happening, and, and I, I confronted them outside of the, um, of the Lincoln Auditorium, and I was asking them questions because they support critical race theory and they were calling the education task force, the KKK task force. And I stood up to them and I I started asking them some really hard questions. And then I got, I got, I got really passionate about what I was saying. And the woman who was Caucasian, she said, Oh my gosh, you know, you're being so aggressive. I said, really, is that, is that the word that you use when you want to control black people? And she's like, oh, my gosh, no, of course not. I said, so you can be passionate and, you know, and, and you're moving your hands and you're, and you're you know, but, but, but if I do that, you want to call me aggressive, isn't that something? So, so you're the one that thinks that you're putting me in my place right now. Furthermore, I also asked her if she was willing to sign her home over to me um, because she thought that I was oppressed and give me the deed to her house because that's what Black Lives Matter said that she should do. And she said no. I told her that she truly does not believe in what she's trying to sell. Um, and that is just the truth. These people that would walk up to you and say something like that, they're pretty ridiculous. They're regurgitating um, stuff that they hear, which is just pure nonsense. But I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anyone has ever stepped to me to say anything like that. And if they did, um, they would be sorry. They would definitely be sorry. I would, I would give them a piece of my mind for sure. Yes, and if they, I don't think they'd step up to Tommy because he's already described it. You just look at Tommy Vexed, he's obviously a bodybuilder and uh, doesn't look like, I mean, obviously he's a nice guy. And I, I told him, I'm, you know, we're going to, we're going to stay in touch, but he doesn't look like somebody you want to get on, uh, you don't want to get on no. his bad side. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and normally what I find is that you don't have, you know, woke Caucasians stepping to African-Americans who are, maybe they'll do it on like social media, but you don't have them stepping to, you know, people of color who are, you know, um, more, mostly conservative. What they, what we find and what I have discovered is I'm getting a lot of hate within the own black community. Those are the people who would say things like uncle Tom fictional character anyway, but those are the people who would say uncle Tom fell out when all of this, this George Floyd, I mean, I have a lot of personal stories that I can tell you about the many people that I've lost, that I lost as friends, obviously it was for the better, because I would not subscribe to the whole oppressor and oppressive thing. They would call me and say things like, tell me about a time you got pulled over and, and, and tell me how many times you've been discriminated against. And I mean, there was one person who called me and said, 
I, I someone told me to call your black friend and ask your black friend if they're okay. And I started reading this book about how to be an anti-racist, right? And how to acknowledge your white privilege. And I just told them that they were stupid. And I said, you have a black friend that's conservative, you know? So why are you even believing or subscribing to any of this nonsense? And so I had people block me, people that, you know, I tried with, prayed with. People blocked me. They stopped, they stopped calling me. Um, you know, they, our kids stopped hanging out with each other. And it was due to me not saying to them, you know, me not jumping on the uh, oppression bandwagon. I mean, they would literally have conversations about who was the most oppressed. And it was pretty sickening. I mean, I came from a very rough up- upbringing. And if anyone, you know, has a war story, it's me. But I turned that around for the better. And I took advantage of all of the great opportunities that America has to offer. And I think that's what we need to talk about. Talk about successes. Black successes. And use that as a guidepost. You know what else, though, is, um, you know, because I'm part Scottish, Hmm. I think I want to take a trip over to the U.K., Mm-hmm. And I want to find is I want to go into London and see if I can find the descendants of the late King Longshanks, who who was in charge. If you ever watched Braveheart, that was the king. He was in charge of oppressing mm-hmm. the the Scottish people. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to his descendants, and I'm going to demand reparations for his for their great 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 grandfather oppressing my ancestors, and then because I'm part Cheyenne. I'm going to find the descendants of Colonel John Shivington, who led an assault <laughs> on, on a Cheyenne village and killed mostly uh, women and children, and I'm going to demand reparations from them, and I'm going to get rich. Uh, how ridiculous yeah. does that sound? <laughs> well, first of all, it's never going to happen, because remember, blacks are still waiting for their 40 acres in a mule. Meanwhile, Mr. Biden wants to give all of the illegal immigrants money. So the, the, the fact is they don't care about black people because they, they've made no reparations, although they talk about it. And, you know, who cares about reparations? I think, I, I think that's just absurd. And, and like you said, it's ridiculous. But it's all talk. Not even they, meaning the liberals, truly believe in what they're selling. It's just not true. Not, not at all. Not at all. They can care less about black people. In fact, all they're doing is just using black people to, to remain seated to remain seated in their corruption. That's exactly what they're doing, which is really, I mean, it's one of the reasons, not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why I'm running for office because, uh, you know, a lot of these legislators here in Idaho, they don't look like me. They don't act like me. They, they don't say what I say. And I am stepping up to challenge a narrative. And I don't care, you know, who, who has what to say about anything. You know, I, I feel like I am called and led to do what I'm doing, to be a voice for people, especially pe- people like myself, and there's a lot of us out there, like, we're not that rare. Black conservatives are not that rare. It's just most of us don't talk about our politics that openly. That's but when you start asking, they'll right. let you know. I never talked about my politics. So all of my liberal friends, they never even knew where I stood. But when they, when they started talking about conservatives, and they started talking about my faith, and when they started talking about Trump, that's when I said, okay, enough is enough. Let me let me tell you who I am, and then of course they all went their way, which is which is which is good. I mean, it's, it was for the better, because anyone who hates America, you know, it's, it's someone that I don't want to be around anyway. Um, but it, it is very sad the division that's taking place in America right now, which is, like I said, all part of the plan. 
Well, I really hate to say this, but uh, we are almost out of time. But there's one other thing I wanted to say, Kayla, and this, I'm not sure if you're aware how I even uh, got myself familiar with you in the first place. And that, of course, at mm. the time, I didn't know you were uh, running for office, but I knew you were you were somebody I, I was going to like. Is when you were with our mutual friend, Mike Miller, at that school, letting the school yeah. board know how you felt, and you didn't pull any punches. Yeah, no, yeah. I, well, thank you so much for mentioning that. Mike is an awesome person. I met him because he got involved in, in our parental rights movement. So I'm a, I'm a director for a parental rights organization. That's what I've been working on. I've also been working on health freedom, um, you know, the, the, the last year on the ground, fighting for parents, fighting for people, speaking out against that. And so when, you know, I discovered what was happening, especially, especially in the Caldwell School District, and all of that corruption that I was uncovering, or what I believed to be corruption, um, you know, we definitely wanted to make parents aware and got involved. Um, and so... You know, Mike, Mike is an awesome guy, and it's been great getting to know him. He is, a, you know, a follower of Christ and um, a true patriot. But, no, I wasn't, pulling, I wasn't holding back any punches. And a lot of people, they don't like who I am because I speak the truth. And that's okay. I don't care. I'm not out to make friends. I'm out to save America. And I'm out to protect my children. I'm a mother of five. And our family is growing, and we expect to have more children. And I need to protect my children, right? This is indoctrination. And you and I have already made up our mind, you know, our, our brains are fully developed, but our children are not. And they're after our children. So because we're out of time, let me just let your viewers know that I'm running for District 9. I'm stemming from Caldwell all the way up to Payette, also Parma, New Plymouth. So take a look at that district map if you can get a hold of it. You can go to KaylaDunnIdaho.com, KaylaDunnIdaho.com. Go on YouTube, take a look at my campaign video. It's titled Keep Idaho Red. So you can learn more about me, and then you can also find me on Facebook at Kayla Dunn for Senate, Kayla Dunn for Senate, or just look up Kayla Dunn, and you'll see me. Google me, and you'll see what I've already done. No yes. pun intended, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Kayla, it's been awesome talking to you, and um, you know, I'm thank you so much for your insight because, really, you know, I've talked to Jericho Green, and he he's awesome, but he. You know, he thinks the same way you do, but he hasn't yeah. really uh, shined as much of a light on yeah. on, on the way you have uh, as through the eyes of an African-American looking at critical race theory and how disgusting and, and what a perversion it really is. It, it is, and everyone has different experiences. Um, I've, I've, I've been through a lot, um, and we'll have to talk about my testimony, uh, you know, at another time because we're running out of time. But, but I have an amazing story about where I was, you know, being you know, on Section 8, being on food stamps, coming from a mother, single mother, on Section 8 drugs, everything. And so if I can stand on this platform and say, you can do it, you better believe you can do it, because I did it. And so that is the platform that I stand on. I'm going to continue to be outspoken against this because it affects my family. It really does. Absolutely. Well, we are officially out of time, so I am going yes, to sir. say... Thank you so much. God bless. Good luck. And we will be speaking again. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. There you have the interview with Kayla Dunn. And yes, yeah, she too is a lot of fun to talk to. Yes, indeed. All right. Let's go to the next music set. Coming up, we have Casper from Hell's Kitchen. 
Ellie Mae Millenkamp, Edge of Paradise, Tom Russell, and Bad Blood. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Come on if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. What is democracy? What is democracy? It's got something to do with young men killing each other, I believe. When it comes my turn, will you want me to go? For democracy, any man would give his only begotten son. I'm gonna say it loud so everyone can hear me and clearly. Fuck critical race theory, sincerely. It's got me severely pissed. Of all the things that make me mad, this tops my list. Just being white, you're not a racist. Being racist is racist. Just fucking face it. If you think I'm wrong, then I think you're stupid. Your brain's polluted, cause you can't be excluded. Running your mouth, not letting anyone speak. The last I checked, we had the freedom of speech and the right to preach. So sound the alarm. I support the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. And you can bet the farm that I stand for the anthem. You fucking lived hard, talking shit at random. Crying over milk that's already been spilled. No apologies for me, I got zero white guilt. And here's to you, Becky Pringle in the NEA. Bitch, who you think you are anyway? To tell our kids they're evil just cause they're white. That's a fight I'll fight, cause it's just not right. And to you, Randy Weingarten, you you wanna demonize our kids, it's gotten out of control What the hell's wrong with you in the AFT? Real Americans like me say fuck CRT Have you ever heard of libtard? They're full of bull Brain stuck on empty, mouth on full Yep, 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 yep That's all they ever say when they open their trap And that's a fact, I'm so sick of the drama If America's so racist, how the fuck we get Obama? Who just caused trauma and crippled the nation Exceeded expectation and hate for Caucasians Play the race card and tear down the system Convinced if you're black that you must be a victim We're here together and the clock moves clockwise Stop looking back, we're all perfect in God's eyes The government's God's eyes, I'll tell you what I've seen I think for myself, I got the BMAT 2G And if you wanna change America, I'll tell you what to do When you wake up in the morning, just be the best you And here's to you, Becky Pringle in the NEA Bitch, who you think you are anyway? To tell our kids they're evil just cause they're white That's a fight I'll fight, cause it's just not
see how I can go on like this much longer. S-O-S, help me. S-O-S, help me. Now, you wouldn't know it from some of the things I've said over the years, but I like people. I do. I like people, but I like them in short bursts. I don't like people for extended periods of time. I'm all right with them for a little while, but once you get up past around minute, minute and a half, I gotta get the fuck out of there. And my reason for this, my reason is for one that you may share, possibly, I have a very low tolerance level for other people's stupid bullshit, okay? <laughs> stupid bullshit. Stupid bullshit.
In a land the Spanish once had called the northern mystery Where rivers run and disappear and the Mustang still lives free By the devil's wash in the coyote hole in the wild Oahe range Somewhere in the sage tonight the wind calls out his name ay, ay, ay. Come gather round me, buckaroos, a story I will tell Of the fugitive Claude Dallas, who just broke out of jail You may think this tale is a history from before the West was won But the events that I'll describe took place in 1981 He was born out in Virginia, he left home when school was through and in the deserts of Nevada, he became a buckaroo. And he learned the ways of cattle, and he learned to sit a horse. And he always packed a pistol, and he practiced deadly force. And then Claude became a trapper, and he dreamt of the bygone days. And he studied bobcat logic and the wild and silent ways. In the bloody runs near paradise And the monitors down south Trapping cats and coyotes And living hand to mouth Aye, aye, aye And then Claude took to living all alone Out many miles from town A friend Jim Stevens brought supplies And he stayed to hang around That day two wardens Pogue and Elms drove in to check Claude out They were seeking violations And to see what Claude's about Now Claude had hung some venison He had a bobcat pelt or two Pogue claimed they were out of season He said, Dallas, you're all through But Dallas would not leave his camp He refused to go to town as the wind howled through the bull camp, they stared each other down. It's hard to say what happened next, perhaps we'll never know. They were gonna take Claude into jail and he vowed he'd never go. Jim Stevens heard the gunshot, and when he turned around, Bill Pope was falling backwards, Conley Elms, he fell face down, I I I. Stevens walked on over There was a gun near Bill Pogue's hand It's hard to say who'd drawn his first But Claude had made his stand Claude said, I'm justified They were gonna gun me down And a man's got a right to hang some meat When he's living this far from town It took 18 men Fifteen months to finally hunt Claude down In the sage outside of paradise They ran him to the ground 
Convicted up in Idaho, manslaughter by decree. Twenty years at maximum, but soon Claude would break free. There's two sides to the story, there may be no right or wrong. The lawman and the renegade have graced a thousand songs. The story is an old one, a conclusion's hard to draw. But Claude's out in the sage tonight, he may be the last outlaw. I, I, I. In a land the Spanish once had called the Northern Mystery Where rivers run and disappear and the Mustang still lives free By the devil's wash in the coyote hole in a wild Oahe range Somewhere in the sage tonight the wind calls out his name I, I, I
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
As a member of law enforcement, Michael Miller fights for the individual freedom and liberty of the people of Idaho, the freedom of choice. He will continue to do so as a member of Idaho's legislature. He is fighting for local businesses to get their business licenses back. He also fights for individuals' right to medical freedom. I'm Mike Miller. People should be able to choose what they inject or ingest into their bodies, not their government, their school, or their employer. We must work together to bring back liberty and freedom in Idaho. We need to stop government mandates. We must stop federal government overreach that directly affects our lives here in Idaho. And as Idaho grows, we must encourage responsible growth and promote new and existing businesses. I'm running because I believe that freedom and liberty are fundamental to our culture and are worth fighting for. Vote Michael Miller for Idaho Legislator and make waves. Join him on social media or visit MillerForIdaho.com. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. Songs you just heard, you just heard Bad Blood with Drug That I Need. Before that, Tom Russell with Claude Dallas. Before that, Edge of Paradise with Believe. Before that... Ellie Mae Millencamp with Leaves in the Fall. And starting off the whole set, Casper from Hell's Kitchen with Fuck CRT. Absolutely love it. Yes, indeed. All right. Time to move on with the icon, Stephen James and the Steve Solution. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance, that's what they're there for. They cannot tell you who to vote for, how to vote, whatever. That is against so many laws, it's not even funny. And if there's ever a whiff of that, I think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified. And certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome. As always, to the Steve Solution. We took a little break last week because, you know, quite frankly, um, I had this chronic masturbation problem. Wait, no, that wasn't it. Uh, Oh, no, Billy had had a bit of the sniffles, so he uh, had to combat the Rona. But we are back this week, and obviously we talked about Ukraine last week, and we're going to talk about the fallout this week here in America, and actually much of North America, period, Canada, Mexico also, and that is raising gas prices. Oh, it's, and hit, it's hit the UK, it's hit Australia, it's hit South Africa. Basically, in South Africa, they're saying, just make sure when you go to the gas station to s- stick your ass out the window so you know you're properly getting fucked. I say, but, however, the difference between North America and those countries is a bigger percentage of their crude oil and gas actually does come from the Russian pipelines. As where here in the U.S., that is not, 
or North America period. That is not the, the case. There's no reason Canadian gas prices uh, should be rising because most of Canada's oil comes from, uh, God, this really weird country. I'm trying to think of the name. Oh, Canada. Okay. That's right. They're self-producing. And in the U.S., by the way, uh, we get our oil from this, you know, the majority of our oil from this really far-off, crazy nation called Canada. And we get another good portion of that oil from this other crazy, far-off place called Mexico. And then also... The majority of North American oil comes from North America. And, but now that, you know, back in 2008... We just seem to have this heavy dependency on on the Middle East soil, and oh, and that's that was the first time I ever saw gas prices rise over over four dollars. Now we've passed that point. Some parts of California, it's hit fucking seven dollars a gallon, and you got that idiot in in the White House that that man who shits his pants at the Vatican, that man who uh, who can't even say. AFT, he can't say ATF, AFT is what he says. Um, yeah. Not to mention the fact that he refers to his vice president as the first lady. Um, <laughs> you know what, though? That's probably because she's, you know, she's she went horizontal to make her career go vertical, so maybe she laid down for Biden, too. Well, and that's um, oh, probably you, true, and let's face it. Wait a Biden minute. is not calling the fucking shots. He's no, he's barely a, a he's barely a puppet. Fuck. Because at least the puppet does what you fucking tell him to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know he can't even get the words right. Yeah. He's like if he's kind of like if Jeff Dunham showed up on stage, you know, shit faced drunk. But. Uh... You know, he's the one that's saying, well, it's all Putin's fault. But gas prices didn't start rising. Now, they started soaring at the beginning of the war, but they didn't start rising until he went in office and shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That's the beginning. And then you can connect the dots from there very easily to OPEC, who any chance they get, they will jack oil prices. And OPEC isn't, you know, unlike previously thought, it was, oh, that's just the Middle East. No, that's every country that, you know, has a significant oil purchase and the executives from those oil companies, any chance they get to jack the prices up, they will. And the reason, the reason, you know, Biden or honestly, even George W. Bush, you know, post 9-11 was almost pointless to fucking do anything about it was the fact that they have every fucking politician, Democrat and Republican, except the most extreme on both sides in their fucking pockets. They are huge, huge donors to every every campaign. Why? Because they can afford to donate huge to every campaign. And you know what else is getting me is some of the most expensive oil that they're paying for 
is some of the weakest. I mean, Venezuela does not have very good oil, yet it's got a pretty nifty fucking price tag on it. I mean, it's almost useless oil. It's not even crude. Yeah, then that's every you know mass producer there is. And OPEC has every politician in every single one of those countries. And I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. I don't give a shit whether you're a liberal, you're a conservative, you're in between where you know most people truly are. They're buying everyone. By the way, there's so, something I, I wanted to mention earlier, and Stephen, if you don't mind, I just want to mention it now. It's off topic. I do apologize. Uh, but uh, they're finally coming out. Uh, no, you're an idiot, dude. <laughs> no. No, um, uh, something I'm... I was going to say in favor of the NRA, but okay. I am an NRA member, but I wonder why now. No, uh, Benjamin Michael Poirier gets life in prison without any possibility of parole. That, that, that's like, you know, when I, when I go into a fight, I want to win by knockout. I don't want to go to, go, go to the judges' scorecards. Benjamin Michael Poirier shoots a, an 11 year, year old boy, murders him, and uh, they said that his defense, oh, he heard voices in his head that told him to go do it. Well, the guy needs to fucking hang, fry, whatever. He needs to die. You know, I understand to a certain extent, you know, diminished mental capacity for leniency on sentencing. And in some rare, very rare cases, there is somebody that is so mentally deranged that, yes, they don't have any control of what they're doing. But those cases are very, very rare. And on the same token... I don't care that they're fucking as loony as a tune. Uh, they're suffering. Put them, they're suffering. Put them out of their they misery. Still face the same punishment. They didn't know what they were doing. Okay, fine. But they still did it, and they probably won't understand that they're being put to death. So everyone's happy, right? Except the bleeding heart liberals. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there since I covered that story two years ago. I also wanted to bring up something else, and then we will get back to gas prices. Uh, there was a couple of particular losses, and you know, I'm kind of the resident entertainment guy around Outlaw Radio. I did want to bring up two losses. Uh, one. Phenomenal performer and one phenomenal actor. Uh, uh, first, the actor, uh, William Hurt. Did the did the other one uh, usually have a toothpick in his mouth? He did. We'll get to him in a second. But William Hurt, just a phenomenal actor. Um, I don't know what his polit political leanings are, and I don't care. He was a really fine actor. Um most recently, most people would remember him as uh, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, General Ross from the Marvel movies. 
But if you guys get a chance, go back through his work, especially like movies like Network. The man was just a tremendous actor. And as far as actors go, you don't get a whole lot better. And the other, like you mentioned, the man with the toothpick in his mouth. Hey, yo! Say goodbye to the bad guy. Tough times. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. That man just, his whole life story was tragic. And uh, I hope he's found peace. I truly do. He was a great performer who entertained me personally for many, many, many years. And I'm not going to lie, I made fun of him for many, many, many years. And I kind of feel bad about that now. Yeah. But he was truly one of the badasses. Oh, I liked like his, he, his slogan. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I liked his slogan, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Right, that's actually what I was just going to say. Uh, his final line from his... WWE Hall of Fame speech. Perfect line to sum him up. Yeah, I remember that mug shot. He just, he looked like shit and then he turned his life around. He did. That's the real bitch of it is, is that, uh, you know, he moved into the uh, DDP Diamond Dallas Page accountability crib. He turned his life around. He got off all drugs, all alcohol. He was doing good, but he the damage was already done to his body. Yeah, he made some repairs. And, hey, gave it gave us another ten years, right? Yeah, exactly. He did, he turned it around for a while, and he left this world on a high note. So good for yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. Now back to gas prices. There's no reason for this. We can blame OPEC. We can blame anything else. However, the foot of the problem lays squarely, like a lot of things do, on the president of the United States because he has the power to freeze gas prices. How about the fact, too, that uh, he really wants to push for these electronic cars? Well, I'll tell you what, I will drive an electronic car as soon as two things happen. A, well, actually three things, sorry. A, they become affordable, which they're not. B, at every gas station, every gas station, not just some, every gas station, there's a charging place, and see the most important thing of all, the question no one's asking. First off, how do gas-powered vehicles run? <laughs> no, I don't mean the internal combustion engine. I mean, how do they? How do gas-powered vehicles run the electronics in their cars? <laughs> See, I don't know. I never studied that. By the way, I do apologize. Oh, that's, for... It's a real simple answer. It's called an alternator. 
and it's connected via a belt to the rest of the car, and it spins and charges the battery. Okay. So that runs the electronics. You follow me here? Yeah. Okay. Why can't an electric car have an alternator that just constantly recharges the battery? Because <laughs> that'd be too simple. The left has to make it so difficult for us. That I mean, that I would drive an electric car right now if, you know, hey, maybe every once in a while I got to plug in and charge up. Sure, that's fine. But if you have an alternator in there that literally spins a fan belt and generates an electric current that charges the fucking batteries. Well, Stephen, I've got something... There's- I've got something perfect here. All right. I'm going to play. I'm going to, well, I'm going to play a video. Of course, all you're going to hear is the audio, but the audio is all. So you're going to play some audio. Yeah. You ready? Go for it. Okay. Enough of that. And the planet suffers. Electric cars, most of their electricity comes from coal-fired plants or nuclear reactors. So what's the answer? How about a car that's good-looking, affordable, and runs on clean, environmentally responsible natural gas? Your natural gas. Introducing the Flatula Backfire. It runs like the wind because it's running on wind. Here's how it works. Using state-of-the-art sanitary technology, Flatula captures all your emissions and efficiently channels them directly to a powerful turbocharged engine. It's clean energy, green energy, and best of all, it's renewable. The backfire's range is practically unlimited, but if you should happen to run low, don't worry. You're never too far from a Flatula authorized service center where trained, qualified providers stand ready to fill your tank with the gas that's right for your driving needs. (laughs) You know, that's the far end of the dumb spectrum, but... Hold on, it's not over. Flatula Backfire. It's not just a smart car, it's the fart car. (laughs) Hey, if that was only real. I mean, goddamn, me being lactose intolerant, uh, I could run my car for like a month on a milkshake, so. (laughs) If that was real technology, I'd actually be all right with it. (laughs) But seriously, if you think about the regular internal combustion engine, the regular gas-powered car, it has this little thing called an alternator that is propelled by the fan belt or the serpentine belt that because of the motion of that belt, it spins this thing that converts that motion into battery power and recharges the battery. So if you can do that with a gas-powered car, why can you not do it with a regular car? Think about it. 
I'm not a fucking, you know, diehard in the fucking green one of those kind of people. But if I can, you know, plug my car in at, you know, when I get home from work at night and then drive around, you know, fucking the next three weeks because there's that little belt spinning that's recharging my batteries where I don't have to plug it in anywhere. You can't tell me nobody has thought of this because it's too simple of a fucking idea. So there are two forces stopping that from making that actual regular technology. A, you have the oil companies because they would be out of business in about two seconds. Period. Also, Elon Musk and every other electric car company provider would be out of business really fast because they couldn't sell charging ports at various gas stations in major cities. But it's such a simple thing. I don't know why. It's literally that simple. It's perpetual motion. The tire spin. That makes the belt spin. The belt makes the alternator spin. The alternator sends an electrical current to the battery. Simple, right? You would think so. Okay, so why is it the only expense in a an electric vehicle? A, the cost of the vehicle. You buy the car, you're good, you're good. And then about every, say, three to five years, depending on how you use the vehicle, you have to replace the batteries, which I imagine would probably be a pretty you know good chunk of change, you know, a thousand bucks, whatever. Depending on how, how long the how long the battery is going to last, too, and how you know how far you drive on a regular basis, but you know your typical car battery lasts anywhere from three to five years. You're, I'm just thinking that on a larger scale, because quite frankly, the battery that's in a Prius or a Tesla or anything else is basically the same you know, AC-DC battery. You have a positive and a negative. It's just bigger. That's all it is. Does it feel like to you, though, that uh, this is what it feels like to me, is that Biden and his goons are saying, get electric cars or else? Well, see, here's the thing. is That's what I can't figure is... Okay, get electric cars or else. How are these people not coming up with the same concept that my dumbass just did and put an alternator in an electric vehicle and you don't need the charging stations? It's because you've got something that they don't have and it's called a brain. No, it's, well, even, even if they, I, I seriously doubt anybody. Well, okay, not anybody, but I seriously doubt most people are that fucking dumb. 
they have if I can come up with, with that idea and let's face it folks I'm a fucking moron if I can come up with the concept of adding an alternator to an electric car don't you think Elon Musk or Joe Biden or uh, Ed Bakley Jr anyone who understands that actor reference pat yourself on the back because you're pretty awesome somebody's got to be being paid off for that tiny 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 piece of technology that would cost nothing to develop somebody's being paid somewhere you know Okay, sure. You want to say Republicans are in the pocket of big oil. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. But these, you know, Greenpeace-loving liberals, you can't tell me that nobody has brought this to their attention. No company has said, hey, that's a great fucking idea. If I can think of it, somebody much smarter than me must have thought of it, which means there's some company somewhere paying politicians and industry leaders to go, no, let's not do that. Of course, because, well, those industry leaders would probably lose a couple of dollars heaven forbid you can't they can't lose a couple of fucking pennies or they're gonna well, they're gonna go into think, a conniption think about this if you hit you take an electric car that has an alternator it may have to be charged every now and then but essentially it's you know generating as is you know the power of the wheels turning is turning the belt that's you know, turning the alternator and recharging the batteries. That's, there's no need to charge that thing on a regular basis. It can literally run as long as the battery holds out, right? You would think so. You would I mean, think in theory. Yes. I mean, again, like I said, I'm a moron and I can figure out that basic science because it works in my car every day my internal combustion engine makes the wheels roll, which makes that alternator turn, which recharges the battery that starts my car every day. Yeah. So somebody is paying the electric, you know, car people money to not do that. I don't know who that is. I don't care. I'm just saying it's a viable thing, which Brings us way off topic, and well, actually, uh, we're we'll start. we're almost out of time, unfortunately. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, as we wrap this up, there's no reason, much like the same concept of the alternator for an electric car, has not become a reality. The same reason that this war between Russia and Ukraine is supposedly causing gas prices to soar here in North America, we don't get but maybe 10% of our crude oil from them. So why have gas prices damn near doubled? doesn't make any sense except to make it a smokescreen for something else. It's literally 
the oil companies and their cronies making a power play to make more money. Because even during all this, they're still reporting record-breaking profits. And I don't care whether you're left or whether you're right. That shit is just wrong. But they have all the right people paid off. Yes. Well, unfortunately, Stephen, we are out of time. But what's the phone number again? You know, actually, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Shit. Yo, uh, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the area. Shouldn't have been telling that for a while. Yeah. So just send me an email and you can put a voice uh, voice file at the Steve the Steve Solution at gmail.com and we will get any questions or comments taken care of there. And I do promise if I do get an email from you, I will personally respond. All right. And if you want something put on the air. Please say so, and I will put it on the air, yes, whether indeed. I agree with it or not. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. What's on tap for next week is to be determined. Going to end the show with Appalachian Dawn and Anthem of an Outlaw. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Cause it made me a man Made me open up my eyes 
realize and realize that they tell and realize, but they make it feel right. Yeah, I'm chewing on the twig, fishing and taking swigs, puffing in dough with my kinfo, loosen a mason leg. People may be simplistic, but they keep it realistic. Can't tell you nothing about physics, but they know just how to kick it. And we don't go to town much, that's just something that we need. City folks bought that money and they eat up with that greed. They'll smile in your face, they'll stab you in the back. If you're looking for a big chuck, boy, you know that's where I'm at. Yeah. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden Nutritional Support System. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. 
You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ, Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, I'm like a hurricane, I'm coming, baby. I'm where the sun don't shine.